The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. You're listening to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. This is Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket. DP is sitting in. He's Iron Man today. He's got plenty of radio to do, but he said, you know what? Let's do a little bit more. Uh, like my, I like my afternoon slot at those times, so I'll jump back on uh, with Bach. Unfortunately, the old partner is Tom, but I'll leave one of these days so you can uh, reunite. <laughs> uh, going over from Stars Hockey, excellent guest Lori Crocker there in the first segment, to Sean Callahan of Oscar Online getting us ready for the Ohio State-Nebraska game tomorrow. Big noon kickoff. Sean, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's good to hear, and it's kind of interesting. I I, th- I thought the big noon kickoff that thing was a, a kind of a plot twist there at the end after kind of what happened o- over the weekend last weekend. The loss to Purdue kind of put everybody in a, in, a, in a kind of a weird mood, and then all of a sudden, big noon comes, and you're kind of the spotlight for the weekend. Yeah, big noon obviously loves Ohio State. I mean, that's a big part of it. Um, you know, Nebraska and Ohio State under Scott Frost have essentially played the 11 a.m. Fox game three of the last four years, and the one year it wasn't, it was ESPN college game. This game draws ratings, period. Um, no matter what Nebraska's record is, they draw numbers, and Ohio State draws the best numbers, really, of almost anybody in college football. So that plays a big part into these decisions, too. Sean, it, it's that time, right, once again on a Friday where – we're not sure of what we're going to see tomorrow. What do you hope to see, especially offensively, from this this Huskers team? Um, just some consistency. You know, you just look at those numbers from last week. They averaged nine point three on first down, but somehow their average third down distance was three point seven nine yards. So I, I don't even understand how, how how that makes how that adds up, other than penalties, negative plays just inconsistencies it's boom or bust um home run or strikeout and i i I think you know teams like purdue and illinois and minnesota they may not be necessarily flashy in what they've done to beat nebraska but they've just been consistent they take five yards here they take four yards there and they grind it out and we've seen this nebraska team do that they did it at oklahoma to an extent they did it um, you know, at Michigan State and Michigan, they put together long drives and were consistent. Um, and I, I think too much of what they've been doing has not been consistent. It's either big play or nothing or big play or negative play. 
and they need to kind of have just solid, consistent gains um, in order to have a chance on Saturday. Well, and it's kind of uh, funny. I mean, you talk about grinding out. You'd think Jacquez Yant might work for that. That was a big frustration for fans last week after seeing him kind of really be the big reason why they had a touchdown drive, not getting much snaps in the second half. Uh, whether it's him or Xavier Betts, it seems like the same question we've been asking for years. You know, why why aren't the best guys out there on the field? And you hear practice or maybe just not knowing the right amount of plays. Uh, at, at this point, obviously, Scott Frost, you don't call it a desperate period of time, but uh, uh, certainly needs to give his best effort. Do you expect to see those type of players out there uh, and maybe they simplify the playbook? Or do you kind of expect the same thing that we've seen all along, where if, if they don't know it all, all the way um they're just going to get spot minutes well Xavier played a lot of snaps and started Saturday I mean I, I just think the game got away from Nebraska um you know when you only run the ball nine times for nine yards in the third quarter that and then you have turnovers it just takes away lots of plays I mean Nebraska is an offense that can run you know 25 snaps in a quarter and, and then that third quarter on Saturday I think they only ran like 13 um, so just the number of play opportunities got cut almost in half in that quarter. And then the game just changed with those turnovers. And that plays a big part of it once the game changed. I felt like in the first half, those guys were playing just fine. Um, but a lot of that was because Nebraska's offense was doing some things. They put up 115 rushing yards. And um, even with the pick six, Nebraska was up three at half. And they should have maybe been up by 10. Sean, you and I have talked about it. Can Nebraska's lines, offensive and defense, match up, stand up to, and maybe even get the better of Ohio State's bigs up front because that's how the game's going to be won? Yeah, that's the matchup. Um, Ohio State has really had the upper hand um, at times. Now, last year I thought Nebraska's defensive line did get after Ohio State. They, They sacked Justin Fields more than any team in college football last year did. Um, so they did have some success getting after him in that first game of the season um, back uh, in Columbus last October. Um, but, you know, as of late, the pass rush has not gotten home. Um, I feel like we, you know, Garrett Nelson was playing at such an elite level. And then all of a sudden we haven't really seen him do much since the Michigan game or since the Michigan State game, really. And, you know, he's a guy that, you know, they need to, to be more productive. Caleb Tanner needs to be more productive in that role. Um, you know, JoJo Doman, you know, hasn't really had a big moment. He had that nice tackle on the open field. But they've got to get more productivity from the edge in this game. Um, you know, Ben Stilley and Damian Daniels and some of those guys got to be a little more productive. But, um, yeah, that's a big part because that offensive line is really good. And, and, obviously, even if Ohio State lost a lot of guys on defense, we know that they have really good players coming in for them still. Oh, and one thing that stood out to me over uh, last year's game uh, was just the, the, the missiles that were in the secondary for Nebraska at safety. Uh, I think they kind of put those high, you know, probably first-round draft picks at wide receiver on alert for Ohio State. Of course, Deontay Williams with the injury a few weeks ago. Does it look like he's going to have a chance to play? Or we saw Myers Farmer get the black shirt this week. Is, is that uh, probably because he's starting? Yeah, I, I, I would be surprised if we saw Deontay in this game. It just doesn't seem like that's the case. Maybe Wisconsin, maybe Iowa's back, but I don't, I don't see it this week. And you talk about those receivers. I mean, they are outstanding. Um, that trio, really, there's three of them, not just Alave and Wilson. They're averaging 14 catches for 225 yards and 2.25 touchdowns per game as a group. Um, so that they're outstanding. I don't know if you'd find a, a, a group of three 
more productive in Power 5 football than, than what those numbers are for those guys right now. But so at that level, right, that, that there's a huge expectation that this secondary will have to make tackles in open field against the best receiver receiving core, not only in the Big Ten, but might be in the country. How do you think that plays out? Yeah, they, they, they got to they gotta play with discipline and read their keys. They can't get bit, uh, beat on play fakes, and they've got to tackle. I mean, I'll be interested because I felt like last week Nebraska played off to limit the big play, and they got beat by a lot of little dinks and dunks. How will they play Ohio State? I, I don't think you can play these guys super aggressive. I would imagine you're going to see just some conservative looks, but – you know, Stroud is good enough to obviously take advantage of those and take the yards that are there. They've got to force Stroud, though, into some mistakes. they got to get him to get greedy and take a few chances in this game. Um, but he's been playing at such a high level the last few weeks. He doesn't run the ball very often. I think on the year he's got about 14 or 15 uh, design run yards and about 35 or 40 scramble yards. So you don't have to have him be a guy that's going to take off like um, Justin Fields last year. Um, but he, he can move around, kind of reminds you more of like a Spencer Rattler, I think, where Rattler didn't like to run it, but he can move around and, and still kind of keep plays alive. How much of the talk after last week uh, uh, as well was surrounding Adrian Martinez, who had really struggled his worst game of the year by far, but he's had games like that in the past, specifically 2019 against Ohio State when he threw uh, three interceptions on the first four series. If that happens again, uh, that sort of thing, and, and it's clearly not his day, do you think that they'll stick with him like they did last week or try to see what you have behind him? Well, the big question with Smothers, guys, is he's played four games. Are they, are they trying to keep a red shirt on him? I don't know. Um, and maybe that's gone into some of the thought process here. So then at that point, do you go with Masker or Harburg? I, I, I get the sense they're right in Martinez. I mean, Frost has been pretty adamant about it. This is the guy he came to dance with. This is the guy he's going to leave with the dance with. I mean, he's not going to switch uh, quarterbacks, and I, I think he's proven that and, and has come out and said that pretty strongly. I think some of it's the former quarterback in Scott Frost. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Um, you know, he, he, he fights for his guy and believes in Adrian, and we know what Adrian can do when he's healthy, but when he can't run and get those 30, 40-yard scamper runs, um, he's a, it's a different type of system they run and and we'll know right away but they need martinez to be able to run it a little bit in this game as well is is adrian's usage a part of the game plan is that going to be a restrictor is this something they set him free because you're gonna need to run the ball against ohio state if it's adrian that's cool but if he can't go are they going to be disciplined enough to get enough carries from from whoever they put back there and be successful well, yeah, you need over 200 yards rushing, and I just don't see Nebraska getting 200 rushing yards without Adrian Martinez involved in that number. I mean, the, the running backs between Ramir and, and Jacquez, Yant, I mean, I, I just don't know if they could get that kind of number. So, yeah, in order for Nebraska to, to have a chance in this game, they need Adrian Martinez to give them, you know, 50, 60 rush yards. And I, I wanted to quickly jump to recruiting with you because it, it's an interesting time. Um, you know, obviously every national publication has Scott Frost on a, a hotter seat, maybe than locally, but just in general around the nation. 
how how does that factor into recruiting specifically if they kind of bring him back next year because I remember there was the the whole thing with Pelini that you could maybe compare where you know he he basically said you know fire me or whatever and they brought him back so everybody knew he was dead on the hot seat is that is that something that would hurt recruiting in in the coming year if they do keep Frost around yeah it, it a lot of it depends on how it's messaged from the administration but right now they're they're at eight commits They've got an active offer out to an offensive lineman um, and a couple active offers out to some DBs that they're looking at. Um, but I get the sense they're really not in a real rush to add to that number. I think they're more interested in getting some transfer portal additions in there, mainly because of the 49 freshmen they have on this roster. And it's it's strange. I, I think we're so used to seeing Nebraska take 20 guys every year, and the fact that they're still sitting at eight – that's that's kind of what their plan has been, unfortunately. And um, yeah, uh, the transfer portal to me is going to be a big part now of how this thing finishes out. Uh, can I ask you too? Why? I mean, I know that that Nebraska's ranking is not going to be great because they don't have those twenty commits or twenty five commits or whatever. Uh, you know, the recruiting sites use as, as the minimum to measure the class. Why is Nebraska? in that situation because of the COVID year while, you know, it's not maybe impacting a lot of other teams or there, are there a lot of other teams kind of in that situation as well? Um, well, Nebraska, here's, you know, you think about this, they redshirted just about everybody in 2019, Ty Robinson, Nick Henrich, you name them. So these guys are still freshmen. Then you got last year's freshmen are still freshmen. They're, they're also true freshmen. Um, and then you got the new freshmen that are true freshmen too. Um, so, You've got so many more freshmen on the roster, and a lot of it has to do with how 2019 was when Nebraska diligently redshirted almost everybody that year other than like Wondell Robinson and one other guy maybe didn't redshirt. Um, so that really um, backlogged the numbers with all these freshmen. And you know, right now, guys, there's only eight scholarship seniors on the roster. And you know, I think you kind of project that you're going to probably lose – maybe four or five guys to the NFL that might just move on or, or whatnot. So that's 13. So I, I think that's kind of how you get to that number. And then you want to have some room for some transfer portal spots. But, you, you know, the, the numbers are the numbers. You can't just add seniors to grow your recruiting class. I mean, the, Nebraska just happens to have a lot of freshmen on this roster. Sean, what are the what are the positions of need? Like how do, if they're going to go shopping uh, in, in, in the transfer portal, what are the positions of need? in your mind, that they need to pick in, in priority? Uh, quarterback, for sure, I think is something to think about right now, not knowing what they're going to do with Adrian or what he's going to do. And even if he does come back, I mean, maybe maybe you still want to look um, to have another option out there just to, to grow your room. Um, I, I think when you look at, I mean, you're always in the market for receivers and running backs, always. Um, I, I think if there was a quality offensive lineman, you'd take him. Um, on defense, everybody in the country wants a pass rusher out of the portal. But I think secondary is definitely an area um, where Nebraska is looking right now uh, to either get Juco or um, some, some transfer portal type guys. And before we get your uh, prediction for the game, I did want to ask you about the crowd because the crowd leaving early certainly uh, made some waves last weekend. And now tickets for Ohio State, Nebraska, you know, you wouldn't think you'd see it, but you can get get in there for around 20 bucks. Um, do you expect to see the stadium packed like it was and, and kind of the belief as far as long as the game is going well? Or do you do you expect to fee, see a few empty seats on Saturday, even at kickoff? Um, it's 11 a.m. game. 
so like those are hard for the students. He, I think you'll see that top area of the student section, but I'll tell you, I've been to every Big Ten stadium. It's that way everywhere you go in the conference. The 11 a.m. games, typically the students have a hard time getting there on time. Guys, nothing would surprise me with Nebraska fans. I, I think that place still will be pretty full, if not all the way full. Um, I mean, Nebraska fans have been through rain and shine, and they still keep coming out. I mean, they're always in there. Um, and, you know, I think last week there were, there was a cry of people that thought we'd see a lot of empties versus Purdue. That place was full last week. And it wouldn't surprise me again um, if it was the same this week on Saturday. Sean, you're connected. Who who do I need to talk to to get better tight end usage this weekend? Like who do I who do I need to email, text, uh, you know, help me out here because some somebody can make this thing happen for us. Who do I need to talk to? Oh well, yeah, you you talk about Austin Allen. He's getting about five to seven targets a game. You'd, you'd like to see that eight plus if you can. I mean, the way he's been playing right now, um, you know, a lot of it's this game flow. DP, I think. You know, a lot of it's situation, game flow, et cetera. Um, but you're right. I mean, when you got an NFL tight end like Austin Allen, you got to use him. Uh, quickly, before we let you go, uh, Sean Callahan of Oscar Online, uh, how, how do you see this game playing out on Saturday? I got Ohio State 41-24. Okay. That's, uh, that sounds like it'd be a game for a while. <laughs> Close for a while. All right. And then, and, and then not. But, uh, but that's possible. I mean, this is a very, very talented team. Uh, thank you, Sean, for joining us this morning. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right, there he goes. He's Sean Callahan of Husker Online. 41-24. Are you making your prediction today? No. No, I don't. You don't make predictions. But but, but I'd ask you, would you be satisfied? Like, how does 41-24 play to you? Um, it it kind of depends on how forty one twenty four looks, right? Because if uh, if like you score a late touchdown, nothing, yeah, forty one forty one seventeen for some reason sounds a lot worse than forty one twenty four. Right? So if you get a garbage touchdown at the end, then that's not good. But if it's you know seventeen to twenty eight going into the third quarter, and you you know you just can't keep up with them, then all right, you know that's something. Do you think the outcome of tomorrow's game? has any impact on the status of this program. It does if they win. It definitely does if they win because that's the turning corner. If they lose, it, it again, it kind of just depends on how it looks. I think an ugly game could take a lot of the narrative of we're close. Maybe it means you're close to Michigan State and we're close a to struggling Illinois. Oklahoma. Yeah, you're already close to <laughs> Minnesota and Iowa and maybe close to those Michigan State, Michigan teams that, you know, are coming off of losing seasons and jumping into the top 10. Um, They're building. They're on their way up. But Ohio State is as built and ready to roll. You know, they've replaced their stars. That's that's where you want to be eventually. So somewhat of a measuring stick game. And I I think it will uh, certainly impact the game. I think it has to. I mean, when you're you're at three and six and you have three games left. There'll be a lot of of folks with notepads and yellow yellow markers tomorrow. That's right. And I'm really interested to see how long the crowd sticks around. Uh, Hopefully the the things stick uh, stay is interesting long enough for everybody to stick around throughout the whole game and even if you're thinking about leaving and you want to support frost now are you thinking well i better stay otherwise i'll look like i'm giving up on frost overall so uh very interesting stuff uh, a fascinating game this weekend i know some people are saying this isn't uh, necessarily a fun season because of the the record i've had a lot of fun it's, it's there's been no shortage of storylines and intrigue going into every game for me so ohio state continues that maybe more so than most games uh, but uh, we'll talk plenty more about that throughout the day but up next Rico's going to join us for the blog jog uh, that's next here on Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube or Twitch.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.